Welcome to Girls Rules. I'm your host, Vivid Muse, and as most everyone knows, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Earlier this month, Jen and Phil Rossi hosted a wine social breast cancer fundraiser, which included fabulous raffle prizes and a concert by my favorite band, Phil Rossi and the Awakening. Now, it was a given that we would attend the fundraiser because, you know, full disclosure, my husband Chooch is the bass player of the band. But more importantly, we went because of my strong family history of breast cancer. Having lost my mother, grandmother, great-grandmother to this horrific disease, we take every opportunity to help raise funds for its total obliteration. I'm particularly fond of the Susan G. Komen Fund. It's a wonderful charity, and I've done many races for the cure since the almost 20 years since my mother was first diagnosed with breast cancer. The reason the extremely generous Rossies hosted the party was to raise funds for Ann Hudnall and Carrie Turnbull's participation in the Susan G. Komen three-day Race for the Cure in Philadelphia. This will be their fourth three-day race. You heard me right. They are doing three 20-mile days for a total of 60 miles for the fourth time. In October of 2011, they will again lace up their tennis shoes in order to raise donations. I urge you to please make a tax-deductible donation if you can. Times are tough, as we all know, so if you are unable to donate at this time, please consider them again later and share their information with others. Every dollar donated not only helps preserve the personal funds of these women as they donate travel time, fundraising time, and race time, it also helps to raise funds for a cure to this devastating disease. You will find links to their team and individual donation pages in the show notes. In truth, I had an entirely different episode planned for this month, but when I found out that Ann and Carrie have had to repeatedly dig into their own pockets to cover the fundraising minimum required by race organizers, I decided to do something bigger in addition to donating some money. I present to you an interview with these inspirational young women as they discuss what it's like to do the race and what they get out of it. And don't forget, breast cancer strikes women and men. No one is safe. I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize for the audio quality. We were in a party environment with children running and air conditioner going and 
you know, people walking around overhead. And luckily, I have a husband that is a fantastic audio engineer. And so he was really able to clean it up a lot, focusing on Carrie and Anne's voices. And so I kind of sound not so great. And that's perfectly fine with me. They're the ones that had the important things to say here. I will strive to ensure that that sort of thing does not happen again. And I thank you for your patience. Additional music is provided by Phil Rossi and The Awakening. Many thanks to the band for allowing me to use their live music in this episode. Hudnall, Carrie Turnbull, and could you tell me which race you're actually doing? We're doing the uh, Susan G. Komen three-day, 60-mile walk in Philadelphia this year, or next year actually, 2011. So the race date is in 2011. It is in 2011. Exactly a, a year from this weekend. Yeah. Yes. How many times have you guys done it, and have you always done it together? This will be our fourth, fourth. year. We've done D.C., Seattle, Boston, and then we're going to do Philadelphia. Uh, we started together. <laughs> We've done all three of them together, together so far, and this one will be our fourth. What was the motivation the first time? In- uh, to be honest, the first time was it was a 60-mile walk, and it was a challenge <laughs> yeah, to walk 60 pretty- miles. And we're like, okay, it was we'll a good just reason. Do it. Yeah, it was a good reason. So and we're like, then, let's do it. See, yeah. we can. And, and then, then it we did a the mission. First, yeah, <laughs> we did the first one, and we saw how many people it affected, and were just completely in awe over all the women who were doing it who had breast cancer who were survivors and we're like we're gonna do all 15. absolutely so out there it's in 15 cities and your plan is to do all 15 cities the yes. cities yeah and the cities alternate but there's typically 15 every year so we're gonna try and do at least 15. yeah <laughs> see how far we get how do you prepare physically and emotionally for a three-day race especially a race to raise funds for breast cancer Physically, we walk a lot. <laughs> we walk a whole lot. Uh, so there's a lot of training. Um, just walking, really. Uh, make blisters on top of your blisters <laughs> to yep. prepare. And then um, you get blisters on top get, of those blisters yep, when wait, you do while you're doing miles. it. Exactly. <laughs> and um, emotionally, I'm not I'm not really sure you can prepare emotionally because it's different in every city. It's different with the survivors and the different... Um, there were several more survivors uh, in Boston this year than there were in D.C. or Seattle, as far as we could tell. And they were very young, a uh, much younger population. Yes. So it was much harder to, to see. Uh, yeah, definitely more. And you don't really realize it until the last day when they have everyone pick, because the survivors all wear pink shirts, the walkers wear white. Uh, so we didn't really realize it until the end when they had all the, walk- the survivors come through. And they were all young, most of them had children. I mean, it was, so it's a lot, I'm not sure you can, you just, 
you know why you do it, and that's, that's all you've got. So hopefully yeah. that's enough. <laughs> Same for you. Yeah, it's it's not something you can prepare for really. It's, so it's especially this year they had um, a children's youth corps this year in Massachusetts, and they were all children who either their parents had died from, their mother had died from breast cancer, or they currently have a parent suffering from breast cancer. So that was really hard emotionally to see um, because all of them, I think the oldest one was maybe 16. The youngest Um, was 10 or 11? I think the youngest one was younger. I think she was six. So, and it's the first first time they've ever done it, and they're going to do it in every city now from now on. Wow. It was yeah. it was such a success, and these kids have a support group that they never had before. Yeah. So um, they're going to do it in every city now, which is really cool. That's really cool. very cool. Yeah. I'm like exhausted. Yeah. yeah. Teary eyed. And no. they have them all come up during the camp show and tell you about themselves and their family and why they're doing what they're doing. So it was very cool. Wow. It's very cool. So you're walking 20 miles a day for three days, for a total of 60 miles over the three days. What is it like when you're actually walking during the race? Can you take us through that? Obviously, <laughs> it's a lot of walking, but... It's a lot of walking. It's, it's a, a lot, lot of walking. fun. It's a lot of fun. The first day, you're like, sweet! And you're, I mean, you're just like, you're into it, and you're ready to roll. And day two is the hardest. Uh, day two is, of the three years you've done, day two is typically the longest until this year. The, the Boston walk was different. The first day... The second, I'm sorry, the second day is shortest. Yes. And this year, the second day was the longest day. And the second day is the worst because the first day, you develop the blisters. The second day, you feel them all. And the third day, you're kind of numb. So the second day is the worst. And this year, it was the longest day. And the and hottest. It was, and the hottest. It was 90-something degrees, 93 yes. degrees, I think, in Boston, which was, uh, for us, it wasn't really all that bad because yeah. we're from Virginia. But, but there were a lot of people. There were several people with heat stroke. Suffering and, from, yeah, a couple people passed out and um, yeah. needed to be... You know, taking the hospital and everyone did yeah. fine. I mean, no, no permanent damage, but uh, it's a lot of fun. The the community it depends a lot on the community as to how the walk goes. So DC was sort of in the middle. They did really, really yeah. well. Um, Seattle came out. Seattle was awesome. So Everybody community came support out. was amazing. There was not a mile we Fantastic. walked no. where there was not a community supporter. There was wow. somebody out there, either on their own or a whole block of people. At one point, got together and wow. made like a whole. They made what was called a tit stop. They made, <laughs> so they made like this pink and black checkerboard archway for us to go under and balloons and oh, food and fantastic. water. I mean, it was just fantastic. Yeah. And Boston was a little, little less um, pretty lacking in the communities, but but the walkers, the walkers themselves awesome. made it. Absolutely, they made it. So they were really cool. People were just going to walk up next to you and start talking, yeah. and that's what really sort of kept you going. So it's hard. Day three is cool because you know you're about to. Day you're one's done. cool because you're like. Setting out day two sucks. Like there's just no getting around it. It sucks. And day three is cool because you know you're gonna finish it. And you're gonna go through that. And you're gonna have the closing ceremonies. And everybody's gonna cry. And it's gonna be beautiful. And and yeah. you've done it. Like you've succeeded. So so day two really is the sucky, yeah. the suckiest part of all of it. Yeah. So. But. What's it like at night in what do they call? Do they call camps? What do they? Call they have those? a camp show. They, call it, they have camp shows. So they call it camp. So they pick a space, obviously, where they can house between 1,500 to 3,000 people can can set up a, yeah, a hot pink tent. Everyone has a hot pink tent. (laughs) It's the coolest thing ever. So you, you get there and there's like a sea of just hot pink tents and they have 18 wheelers that have been, uh, 
changed into showers, so you get a shower, that's where it's, which is awesome, that's thank awesome. God. And then you it's get... It's all porta-potties, which sucks, right. but and the then first you... day is great, but <laughs> it gets worse and worse from there. And then you um, get the most awesome meals. Yes, the most awesome meals. The first night uh, was, for the first couple of years, spaghetti, which was like, we were, we were, I mean, it was awesome, and then this year it changed, and we were very upset, because we were ready for our spaghetti. <laughs> Um, but then they have camp show, and uh, Janae Fromm is the national spokeswoman for the uh, Susan G. Komen. And Janae, she has, awesome. <laughs> she's the most personable person I've ever met. She she does the opening ceremonies and the closing ceremonies, and it is heartfelt and it is sincere. Mm-hmm. Everything she says, she believes. I mean, it's just she's she will make you she cry. doesn't make it corny. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's it's so easy to make this a show, and it's not for her. I mean, it's just. And she's hilarious. So she does camp show the two nights that you're in camp. Uh, and they have and they the, have different things each night. Karaoke. They have karaoke. And, um, uh, then they have, sometimes they have people from locals, the community who yeah, come who and sing. Stuff. And then there is... This year they had a, a country singer. Candy Coburn, yes. I think is her I name. Think was her name. She's and she's an upcoming country singer. So oh, she came okay. and performed for us. And, that was and, then, cool. and she is the celebrity Spokes. spokesperson for... Three day now, but camp show is a lot of fun. So you you get there and you just kind of hang out. You just hang out in camp. I mean, until you're done. So the first walkers are done probably around one or two p.m. And, and the last walkers come in around seven thirty. Seven thirty p.m. Yeah, and they raise the flag. The last walker raises the oh, flag. So it's cool. very cool. It's usually very emotional. So yes. everyone leaves their dinner table and wanders out and watches them oh, raise the flag. And it's uh, cool. it's very cool. But a lot of different people. Yeah. It's so it's neat. just a really fun kind of a celebration. It's fantastic. It I is. can't. I mean, we didn't raise nearly enough money last year, and we're paying it ourselves, which I'm more than half. For the first time, I mean, I'm, it's, I owe Susan G. Cohen almost a grand, and yes. I am more than happy to pay it. Like, that is ridiculous. I mean, I, I'm like, I should get some work done on my car. You know, I'm gonna, but I'm willing to give them that. I, I know where my money's going. I know it's going to help. I think it's like seventy percent of the money you raise goes back goes out, back into the back the into the research, treatment, and education. So yeah, they really keep the cost absolutely. Low on setting up yes, the they do, and they send out almost a all report. Donated. Yeah, oh, wow. they send out a report every year as to exactly where what percentage of your funds goes where. So it's pretty cool. So you know exactly where your money's going. It is, it is worth it. It yeah. is absolutely worth it. I'll Obviously, it we wouldn't year. each we be would paying a thousand dollars if it wasn't worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. We've been doing the Susan G. Komen 5Ks for years. I did. Yep, I did. That so, was the first thing I ever did. Yeah. It was the, the first race I ever ran. I was a, a runner, so I, I did the Susan the, the Race for the Cure. Yeah, and you get loved it. I did. I absolutely. We did it the, the year after my mom was diagnosed in oh, 92, around 92, 93. We did it. We've done it not every year, but a lot of years. I have to say, it's addictive. Neither of us have any personal experience with breast cancer. There no. is none in our family. Um, I think my mom said there was something in my family at some point, but I mean, no one, I'm, no no immediate family members, no grandparents, nothing. A lot of cancer, but not a lot of, no breast cancer. So neither of us have, fortunately, no. we are very lucky. We're probably a very minor percentage of you people who do walk? this walk who yeah, never who don't have had. a personal tie to it. I mean, and we have friends that we found out or about Or friends later, of friends. Or friends of friends, but nobody immediately connected to us. Wow. Um, but we could, you know, I mean, it's, I have a sister, I have a mom, I have friends, I've got her, you know, I mean, it's just anybody, anytime. Yeah. I mean, we, we've heard stories, so many stories at camp during the shows of women who didn't have the gene and got it. Not only did they not have the gene and got it, their sister got it and their mother got it. None of them had the gene. I mean, it's just, yeah. Grandma, great grandma, mom, great aunt. Exactly. My it's... mom tested negative for the gene. 
Anytime. So, anytime. Yeah. Any, yeah. Anytime, any person, anywhere. And um, I have to say the survival rate is now 95%, which is thanks to Susan G. Coleman, I think. Yes. In large part. It's, she's like, yeah. that, that time, her, the sisters. Absolutely. Right and I have to say, my, my father is, has breast, uh, prostate cancer, and that's one of every six men will get it, as opposed to one of every eight women with breast cancer. But I feel like any form of research and, and treatment will benefit all forms of cancer. I mean, if you come up with a treatment for one, you are really in the process of coming up for a treatment for all of it. So I feel like I'm working for him as much as I am all women as well. So I mean, anyone who has any type of cancer, I feel like it's a benefit. As far as the races, the fundraising, the whole experience, what has been your favorite aspect of it so far? Starting like, what is the thing that you just go, wow, that's it, I'm addicted to that? Ooh. Tough call. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's just, it's being in the walk and being there. Otherwise, the fundraising for me is actually not fun. No, it sucks. <laughs> I don't, I don't enjoy doing it, but. it was fun. It, it was tonight fun. was tonight fun. Was successful and fun. But. Um, You've not had a lot of luck. <laughs> it's actually, the fundraising is stressful for me, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. I do it because I believe in what I'm raising the money for. And because I have so much fun and enjoy the three days so much every year and know it's for such a good cause that I'm willing to take on the stress and the <laughs> fundraising to to be there. So I can't imagine now going a year and not doing the three day. It would I, I can't imagine not doing it. So How about you? I, I the minute she Carrie and I met about three about three years ago, actually. Yeah. Right, we hung out a couple times before doing the first three day, but not not very much. I mean, we, we worked together, but yeah. we, we weren't really I mean like tight friends or anything. And the minute she looked at me and said, "I saw this commercial on TV for this three day. Do you want to do it?" And I was like, "I saw the same commercial, absolutely." And the minute she said, "Do you want to?" The minute we decided to do it, I was hooked. I mean, it was, it was game on. Like, I, it wasn't, that was the best part. I mean, it was just deciding to do it and being a part of it. And open, the first opening ceremonies, I was like, done, sold. I will be back here next year. I don't care what state we're in. I don't care if we make it to another city. If we just do D.C. for the next 15 years. It was, I mean, just all of it. Being in the middle of that many people, not just women, a lot of men. Um, and especially in Boston this year, a ton of men. Yes. And mad props to Men for the Cure. Was it Men for the Cure? No, Men, the group that had backpacks full of everything. What were they called? I can't remember. They had I can't a name. Remember. They had a, I can't remember. There was a whole group of men, and they each had a backpack. And on the on the outside, it had a list of all these items, from band aids to chewing gum to safety pins to tape to tampons. Tampons. Uh, you name it, they had it, and it said "Ask Me For," and wow. it was just this list. And there was a whole group of guys. They all had on bright yellow shirts. Men of Honor. Men of Honor, I think is what. Yeah, but it was Boston. They do it every year, oh, apparently. Wow. Yeah. And they did 
I mean, they had it. If you needed something, you just had to find one of these guys and say, hey, do you have <laughs> insert item? And they were like, oh, yeah. And they carried these backpacks around for three days. They had to have had at least 20 pounds of crap in their in, yes. e- in their bags, <laughs> each one of them. And so there were probably 30 of them. I mean, there was a lot of these guys in this group. There was at least somewhere between 20 and 30 of these men in a group of, what was it, 1,500? Yeah. Boston's a small walk, so, I mean, it's a small city, so. Um, but, I mean, you just... Every time I, every time I think about it, I think of a new reason why I want to do it. I mean, it's just every city, every state. The, the first year we walked, there was a woman who was mostly deaf, I believe, and she drove the entire walk all three days. She just drove the walk all three days in her car, blaring Melissa Etheridge, and <laughs> and she was like the coolest thing ever. And she would just get out of her, she would just park along the walk and like yell, and then you'd be walking. Half an hour later, she'd be parked somewhere else, wow. and you're like, oh my god. And the second year, there was a dude in a van who had on a different t-shirt every day supporting the walk and he played music for us and he was he was awesome because again he was everywhere he was everywhere like every hour you'd show up at a spot and be like weren't you just over there i mean he would just be there and every day and it, it was just you start to think my my feet are killing me i can't this is ridiculous this is this is ridiculous and i still owe them like a thousand dollars this is the dumbest thing this is, hey, look, it's that dude. I love that dude. <laughs> and you're like, sweet, I'm so stoked that I'm here right now. I mean, so it's just, I mean, you just, it's like this constant wave of, of whatever. But, I mean, the minute I decided to do it, I was hooked. I, I really think it was, yeah. Initially, it was a challenge, and then it became. You had me at hello. <laughs> you had me at hello. You had me at will you. Yes. And I said, yes. Uh, yeah, it, it's just phenomenal. You can't beat it. I definitely recommend it. <laughs> we talked about doing it a couple years ago and then we found out you can join our team you can team titty titty bang bang we are open we are open and open there's team. no password you just sign <laughs> and I have to say the first year is your easiest because you send out that little email and all your friends are like oh cool and they do it the second year downhill yeah and I tell you that first year your friends will do it yeah, we've experienced that yeah, yeah. yeah. and I actually the I have to say the first year we did it it was $2,200 to raise the second year was 23 and it has remained 23 the next three years in a row so I think the economy's had a little bit to do with it yeah um, a couple of their sponsors have not come come back New Balance is always their sponsor. New Balance, is New always Balance has been their sponsor since they started. Energizers there. Energizer has been their sponsor close to since they started. And they have new sponsors every year, so they've lost a couple, but they've gained a couple more. So, but that first year is, is the easiest because all your friends are like, "Oh, that's cool," yeah. and then you ask them again the next year, and they're like, "That's not Wait. so cool." <laughs> How many times are you going to hit me? I totally did it. Yeah, <laughs> basically. So I send out the thing every year, and it gets smaller and smaller. But yeah. your fundraising skills, I think, get better and better, especially when we've you gotten better doing things like this. And uh, we're going to do it this year. We're and better we this year. Hooked in our, our office manager, who has been phenomenal. She yes, this is her this house. Is, yeah. <laughs> she threw this party for us. She's it's been amazing. fantastic. So we owe her a lot. Yes. <laughs> If you could explain how the donation system works, the minimum that's required. It is $2,300 $2, $2, per walker. You cannot combine it into a team, so you cannot. Uh, so if I raise $10,000 and she raises $1,000, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I've only raised 1000 She's only raised 1000 and she owes the $1,300. Yes. <laughs> so we try and, as a team, we try and do fundraisers that allow us to receive Split either cash or checks in our name and then we split them and donate to ourselves equally. If we can't do that, we'll do one fundraiser in your name, one fundraiser right. in my name. 
that kind of a thing. I, I, that's, We're trying that's to my as biggest, a team. That's my biggest thing. That's my that's my only, honestly, only beef with the three day is that I wish as a team could raise the joint amount. So as a team, we have to raise because there's only two of us. Forty six hundred. You can't donate to our team. I wish you could donate to a single team, yeah. but you can only date to you can only donate to a walker. So. If you want to donate to the team equally, you have to donate half of what you want to donate to each walker. But you know how you know how it works. So, and a lot of teams have have, have walkers. I mean, a lot of teams have, have members from a lot of places. You can join any team you want as if they'll let you. So, I mean, There's it's sort of team, up to you. Like to raise as your an money. angels team or something that does mm-hmm. several cities every year. Mm-hmm. Different walkers do, for each yeah. city. So they have this enormous like multi. Of a couple hundred people in their team, but each person has to raise their own thing. So we just happen to be friends and in the same area, so we typically raise together. But it is a specific amount per walker, and not at the end per of the team. Day, whatever you have is a deficit. And at the end off. of the yes, yeah, exactly. And either if you do not raise the this specific amount of funds, you can either not walk, or you can pay it yourself. Right. So there's it sounds kind of it sounds kind of harsh, but it, when you think about it, all that money is going to breast cancer. That's right. what it's for. It's not 100%. like it's going somewhere camp. miscellaneous. Right. Exactly. They, they so can't set up the camp. If you want to know where it's going, all you have to do is go to Susan G. Coming for the Cure or the three day.org and you can find out where it goes. Yeah. So it's, it's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. It's a lot of money, yeah. but it's worth it. And you mentioned that you have had to dip into your own Absolutely. Both. Yes. Both, every year. All three years. Yes. All three years. We've the, dipped the first two pocket. years, it was not much. The first year was, was like a hundred dollars each, you know, it wasn't too bad. Uh, this this year, year was the big. The economy's gotten pretty bad, so yeah. a lot of our friends have kind of. I mean, and I don't blame it. It's not. It's not that. I mean, we've asked them for money multiple years in a row, and right. a, a lot of our we friends weren't good actually, at fundraising this last year. No, right? we weren't. And we both a lot had of our a lot going on. Have budgeted into their. You know, I mean, they have it in their budget amount to don to donate, and they've donated to us a bunch of years. And they're doing it to other things, and that's fine. I mean, it's not. You know, it's our fault for not fundraising. Appropriately last appropriately, year. Appropriately, yes. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but either you don't walk or you pay it yourself, and. There's no way I'm not going to walk. Yeah. No and way. And you guys paid out of pocket for your flight to Seattle. We drove across the country we last year. We did. We, we did. But we paid out of pocket to rent a car. We, we actually got a car from, uh, we put on our names on Craigslist. Craigslist. She did. And we, Carrie put us on Craigslist as, you know, willing to drive. To your car across country. Across country. And, and we got one. Lovely little man. We went and met him. He wasn't creepy at all. And he needed his family sedan driven across the country to Eugene, Oregon, which is not too far from Seattle. And we died on us in Six Ohio. Hours. Six hours into our trip. <laughs> in in Strongsville, Ohio. And we ended up, his renting. transmission went to crap. So we were like, well, we don't have four days to sit around and wait. So it, we ended up renting a car. Rented a car, yes. For, for a, for a, a lot price. of money. But we uh, had an awesome time. And it was the for best two weeks. of our lives. Yes. We t- camped <laughs> across the country. country. We went to the Badlands and Yellowstone Stone, and Glacier, Glacier National Park, which I recommend. Mount Absolutely. Rainier. Mount Rainier. Um, we had a blast. Yeah. I would do it again in a heartbeat, <laughs> even for that much money. I would do it for twice as much money. It was yeah. so much fun. And uh, our coworkers were like, well, they're either going to come back married or not at all. <laughs> so they they hate die. each other. They're going to hate each other. And we came back just the way we left. It was yeah. actually really cool. Not married. Not married. It was not married. No. And we were both still alive and unscarred. So... Uh, it was a lot of fun, <laughs> but we did fly home, and actually the flight was way cheaper than the car. Rental. All right, yeah. <laughs> Only a little. Yeah, by the way, if cause... you uh, if you rent a car one way, the rental they don't like price it. is not they don't that like much. It, it was like bring the car back. Two hundred fifty dollars for the rental. It was like four hundred like for the whole thing. 
eight hundred for the drop off. The drop off fee, fee. <laughs> so for only thirteen hundred dollars. You too can rent a car and drive, <laughs> drive one way across country. <laughs> they like it when you bring it back, which is amazing because the car we rented in Ohio had New Mexico plates. I'm just saying. So we were clo- got it closer. We to got home. it closer to home, but anyway, it didn't wow. cost us a small fortune. But I would absolutely do it again. <laughs> yes. I would absolutely do it again. We had a blast. We had a blast. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was kind of stupid. stupid. We are stupid. Yeah, stupid. Well, and I think that you've already answered this in a hundred different ways. <laughs> Why do you continue to do it after you've already done so much? Because you've done each $2,300 in donations. So you've already raised $7, 70, 75, a little under $7,500 a piece. It's almost 15000 together over the last three years, right? Is my math yes. right? Yes. Yes. For so the... next year, we'll bring you up to around 10000 total mm-hmm. over the four years, if you just go by the minimum. Correct. A little less than 10000 so you have said, like I said, a hundred different ways why you keep coming back. Is there anything else you want to add to that? At, at the closing ceremonies, they have what's called the Survivors, survivors Circle. Mm-hmm. And these women get up and uh, put their flags up. And this year, uh, one of the women couldn't have been older than we were. She was in her early 30s. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And her little girl ran up and was in the Survivor Circle with her. And that was enough. I was yeah. like, done. Where are we doing it next year? Like, it wasn't... Yeah. It's not a question. It's no. Just, the only question is, what city do we yeah. want? Like, once you do it one time... I can't... I, I could I not... I don't know very many people who I are I can't only... neglect these women. I feel a, I feel an obligation. Like, yeah. I can't... They don't even know who I am. They don't know I'm out there, I, but I just feel like I'm letting them down if I don't. Yeah. I mean, I think these, if you just do one walk and you're there... Whether you believe in breast so cancer many... or not, the humanity, just the community, the... Yeah. There's so many people there that are multiple time, like multi-time walkers. And, and multi-time survivors. Yeah. There are women who have been through the process multiple times walking this. There are people who walk it prior. They found that they had breast cancer and put off chemo until they did the walk because it was, you know, in a couple weeks or whatever. They're like, oh, I already signed up for it. We're going to have to put that off until I'm done. And they'll yeah. put off treatment until they've done the walk, and then they'll go start chemo. And then you also, you go into, they have in each city, their survivor's tent. Oh. And once oh. you go in there, it's... Ooh, that was the that was the most I ever cried during the whole thing. They have a survivor's tent, and it has pictures of previous walkers and who are who have died, and crew members, uh, and a, a big tent in the middle. Each city has their own tent. Um, and you can write whatever you want on the tent, a name a survivor, a, a reason why you're walking, you know, whatever you want, and... There's journals. You can journal something if you want. Um, and like I said, neither of us have personal experience, but I've written on two of the four mm-hmm. survivor tents um, or uh, remembrance tents. And one of our coworkers has survived now twice. Once. She's in she once. She thought she had it. They, they, they found a lump, but she's, she's clean and clear. But, I mean, mm-hmm. and we didn't know until this year that she was a survivor. Yeah. We had no idea. Wow. So it wasn't until after our third walk that we found out she yeah, was, that she was a, survivor. a survivor. So um, I can't not. I can't not. It's not an yeah. option. It's not an option. <laughs> and so for folks that are listening that are inspired, as I teared up a couple <laughs> times here, how can they donate? How can my listeners donate? The3day.org. So www.the3, the number three, day.org mm-hmm. type in the name of a participant 
or team. We are team, team Titty Titty Bang Bang. Team Titty Titty Bang Bang. And we are participating in Philadelphia. And then from there, it'll take you to our team webpage. And you can donate to one or the or, both of us. Yep. So you can click on our name. You can download a, you can print out a donation form if you're not about the online. You know, I mean, some people are, are weird about oh, you know, my, giving their my, information my online. My people are all. My parents don't do that. My people, you know? they are all about online. They They're all about, online. I'm okay. all about the online. Well, then so. in that case, you click the donate. You click website. the donate online. to button. And uh, so it's Ann Hudnall and Carrie Turnbull or, yeah. or Titty Titty Bang Bang. Look and us if, up and just click the donate button or you can print out a form and mail it in. And if your company is very into it as well, yes. they have a matching donation program that you can set up through your through businesses as well. So your company can match per employee. Yep. Just cool. Do it. If you're not sure, do it. Or donate. It is Donate. Go we to, don't care if you donate. Go to an opening ceremony. You because you the anyone can go. Go to a cheering station. Go to a closing ceremony. Yep. Just watch these women. Listen to them. Go to the three-day, read their stories, read their blogs. It is worth yeah. it. If you don't walk, that's fine. But just learn. Listen and learn because it will affect you at some point. I mean, it's no personal experience, but I know I know women. I My neighbors, I mean, I live in the same house since I was 30. And three, two or three of my neighbors on a, probably a 12-house street had breast cancer. It's worth it. Just do it. Just go and look. Just go and look. Absolutely. Even if you can't support monetarily, go Don't. to a cheering station. All you have to do is tell someone else. Yep. Word of mouth. Just say, hey, I went to this awesome website. Or, hey, I heard these ladies speak. Or, hey, I went to this cheering station. I saw a chick wearing pink. I saw a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Just do it. <laughs> do it and spread the word. Because it's worth it. I think you cut off after this glass. I am cut Chatty off after this glass. Chatty Cathy. Chatty Cathy. But it's <laughs> worth it. It's, it's worth it. It is worth it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm very grateful that you guys took the time to really talk rather than just guess, no, here's the website. I appreciate it. It really, it helps. I'm really glad you you asked us to. Yeah, we are too. Very cool. I am too. (laughs) I think you can speak. The unenebriated over here is also (laughs) I am. (laughs) I drank my wine last night. Yes, you did. (laughs) Well, I want to thank you both for letting me interview you. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for having lost three generations of women breast cancer. I thank you utterly and completely and anything I can do to help you guys raise funds. I'm so in. You're doing it right thank now. Thank you. Yes, you are. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, ladies. You can find information, comment on episodes, and subscribe to the podcast at girlsrules.org. You can contact me by email at girlsrulespodcast at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 717-347-8537. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 license. You are free to make copies and share this podcast to your heart's content just not modify or make money from it. Theme music is provided by Emma's Many, found on magnatune.com. <laughs>